Hello, everyone. Once again, it's Warrior Within. I'm the host, Dito, and you know, today I'm going to talk about actually the verses that I have been using to support this ministry idea. You know, a lot of times, you know, actually, actually last time when I talked about how men think that they're battling by themselves, that they feel like they're the ones living through life all alone, not realizing other men are fighting the same battles or are struggling just as much as they are. So once God removes that dust, then they can see those other men fighting. Well, it's really interesting because when you read in scripture, especially Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, it talks about God's armor. Now, verses 10 through 12 are the ones that basically take the whole perspective of what the armor is supposed to be doing. It states, a final word, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So the idea is, gentlemen, is that we we have the capability of fighting against the evil that's going on around here. A lot of times we focus on what we can visually see. That's why I often think of the picture of the dust around us and God's calling out to us saying, hey, just reach out. I will pull you out of the dust so you can see what's really going on around you. Um, cause Satan doesn't want us to see it. Satan doesn't want us to be able to visualize the darkness that's going on around. He wants us to focus on the individual storm that's sitting right in front of us. Why? Because then we will be useless. I mean, think about it. If you never are able to actually use your sword or shield or your armor in fights because you don't understand how to use it then he has you pinned down. You stay on the ground. You can't get on your feet. He also knows if if he can keep you blinded, then you won't see God through all this, that you can't see through the storm to be able to recognize that there's a God that has his hand out there trying to, trying to reach out to, trying to pull you out so that you can be used by him. We are so much trapped into this cultural and even even in our own Christian culture, uh, like a picture of what men are supposed to be. And we're not building men to honor God, to love God, to hold on to integrity, to stand firm in the faith. Instead, they're more afraid to share. They're more afraid to open up in prayer. They're afraid to to speak out and to lead by example. And, and in many ways, it, it could be passed down just because of their father or their grandfather and how they brought up their children and and how your dad brought up you can affect the way that you lead as a man. So understanding by studying Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, which I challenge you guys to do, it, it helps you understand that each armor piece is vital to our spiritual growth. I mean, you got the helmet, the chest plate, the belt, the boots, you know, the shield, the sword, I mean, all of it, it, it comes together to build an, ar- an an army of men who will stand on truth. And if you 
don't honor each of those pieces the way you're supposed to by living the way that you're supposed to, then that armor is going to be useless. I remember when I, I taught this one event, I was talking about the shield of faith. Um, faith is a shield because it protects the darts coming at you. It protects, it's basically the first step of blocking anything that's coming at you that could penetrate your armor. And if our faith becomes weak, like we start seeing the world around us and not what God's trying to do in us, then our shield in a lot of ways becomes a plastic shield. I used, for example, I got a Captain America shield that I had that was made out of plastic, wasn't real, but it looked amazing. You know, you put it on your arm, you, you feel like, oh man, you know, I have the power that Captain America did. But the truth is, it's plastic. So if anybody were to shoot at me, it wouldn't reflect the bullets. And if anybody were to shoot an arrow, it'd go right through it, right? So our faith can become brittle. Why? Because we take our eyes off God and we put our eyes on things that are going on in the world. So instead of seeing growth, we see weakness. And because our shield's not blocking the initial, like the initial defense, then we're getting hit in all parts of our body, our minds, our hearts, our, our truth. Our, our, we don't walk in peace. We walk with rage and anger and frustration. That's why it's vital to understand the armor of God. Because if you allow sin to come into your heart, it's not just going to affect your heart. It's going to affect your mind. It's going to affect your faith, your foundation. It's going to affect your your the way you walk, who you walk to, how you walk, how you act, your fruit, your sword. Everything will be affected by allowing sin into your life. That's why you got to make sure you put on the full armor of God. It doesn't say put parts of the armor of God. It says put on all the armor of God. So that means we can't walk around with just a shield. We can't walk around with just a belt. Can't walk around with just our boots. It means that you got to have it all. So if you are weak in one of these other areas, do a study on it. Understand what it means to have the belt of truth. Figure out what it means to have the shoes of peace or boots of peace. Help you to understand what the breastplate of righteousness is. Okay, understand what it means to have the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith. Understand that so that when you get up every morning, you understand what it means to spend time with them because it helps you. What it means to pray with him, what it means to study, what it means to go find other men who are walking the same path because it will help you understand how to use your armor. It will help you to understand what it means to be a man through this. Because it is a battle, my friends, a battle that you're facing every day. And Satan knows this, and that's why he distracts you. That's why he puts issues like pornography in your in your hearts and mind. That's why he makes you watch shows that focus on, on men being heroes. Why do you think he has you focus on trying to get all the goods of this world from getting the best car, the amazing house, the, the best-looking woman? You know, he wants you to be so distracted that in a lot of ways, you won't even be able to fight. Why? Because you would be weak. He doesn't want you to train. He doesn't want you to spend time in God's word. He doesn't want you to study it. He doesn't want you to memorize. He doesn't want you to do anything that's going to help you see God clearly in your life. 
the next verse is actually kind of the whole essence of what kind of brought the idea into warrior within there's different versions have different perspectives of the beginning of it but i'm using esv it says in first corinthians 16 13 through 14 be on guard stand firm in the faith be courageous be strong and do everything in love or with love um i think kjv actually uses the phrase uh act like men um, I may be wrong on that. I, I can't remember which version does it, but the idea is that we are to be on guard. Now, phrases that you probably heard in Old Testament perspective is the watchtower. Um, I've used, heard the words overseer today. So the idea is that to be on guard, you are being watchful. Now, the only way that you can have that ability to be watchful is to understand what you're looking for. So talking about the armor beforehand, if you, you got your armor all set up, now you got to learn how to have discernment, how to be visually active of what's going on around you. Because Satan is very active around us. If we're not diligent into seeing what he is doing, we're going to miss out. And we're, we're not going to be there when we need to be there in prayer or even in counsel or uh, speaking up when we're supposed to. Like the next part says, stand firm in your faith. Um, being able to be courageous and strong about it. Uh, being able to uh, speak on behalf of those that are weaker. Uh, being able to um, pray out loud you know, in defiance against Satan. I mean, there's so much stuff that I think a lot of us men have not been trained and taught, not because we don't necessarily want to know, but because we're being trained that we don't need to know, that we can figure this all on our own. We don't need other people. We don't need other men. We don't need to be in counsel. We don't need to be talking to the pastor because I'm a man. I got to take care of my family the way I need to take care of my family. Guys, that's a lie. That's a lie. Satan definitely doesn't want us to think we need other men, that we don't need to be in counsel, that we don't need to talk to our pastor about things. But guess what? If you do, you're going to find out that other men are going through the same thing. And if they're going through the same thing, why not be a brotherhood about it? Why not be connected in unity in some way? Because I could tell you this, men, if we were more willing to help one another, we would probably be a stronger group of men in our churches, in our jobs, at school, in, in our single life, married life, our families. We'd be more of an impact to people's lives because we would understand the need to be more of a mentor, be more of a disciple, to be more involved in things that are going on around us. But the only way for us to be able to see it is to know God, spend time in his word, pray, find devotional books, guys. There's there's quite a few devotional books out there. Get them. Find ways to, to learn how to be humble. Find ways to learn how to be a stronger prayer person, uh, to be able to speak truth. I mean, it's okay to even ask your pastor, hey, can you teach me how to preach? I don't know if I want to do it, but the thing is when you learn, have someone teach you how to preach so you're learning how to preach you learn how to study the scriptures in a different way um, and it challenges you to go deeper look for articles to um, see what other theologians have said other pastors have said listen to sermons like it opens up 
the the it opens up your horizon to be able to grow further closer to God, but also teaches you to be more confident. And when you're studying, because I mean, think about it. If you were to take a person that loves sports, like let's just say he he is a big fan of college football, NFL. He loves football. Okay. You were to ask him anything, he'd be able to give you statistics, information, you know, the rules. He'd be able to explain football. But how do you think he knew or understood to do that? The same thing for hunters. Why is why is a hunter more understandable about a gun and how to use it to kill an animal versus someone who's never done it before? What's the difference between the two? For one, it's constant training or experience, but two is because they study, they research, they they spend time understanding what they're doing because they want to master it. Okay. For us to understand scripture, you got to know it, spend time in it, study it, pray, get involved in it, and then you have a better understanding of scripture. And when you do that, you have a better understanding of who God is so that you could see the lies in this world. I mean, we got to understand that the devil is being deceptive. He's not going to necessarily be upfront in your face about it. He's going to do things. He's going to have his minions do things around you to influence your life and to direct your life and, and whisper in your ear. Now, the best part about this whole thing, even though we're being attacked, is that they can't read our minds. They can't read our hearts. Okay. Only God can. They do not have the power that God has, but they do have the power to influence your family, people you love around you, friends, even your work, the people you work with, people you're at school with. You know, God knows your heart. He knows where you're at, but the enemy doesn't want you to know God's plan for you. He doesn't, they don't want you to be able to figure out where you're supposed to be going. So they use everything around you to distract you or to make you quit. Or sometimes I think men have been called to do things, but other men discourage them. Why? Because they these other men have a prideful issue in some sense, and they convince these other men that they need to that they're not necessarily called to do this or they shouldn't be doing that when god has been calling them so they discourage them and these men for years even you know decades have not been doing what god has asked them not because they didn't want to but they allow fear to get in the way they they allow their inexperience of who god is to cloud them and satan used it he got on that quickly because he can break them so that they will not want to know that they feel like they can't do it you gotta understand guys this battle is not you know a couple of shots of arrows getting shot at us it is a daily thing going on and if you've never been in the military and actually seen action you know it, you th those guys that are probably vets all of you guys that have been in the military before and actually saw action can probably have a better understanding of what I mean by the constant feel, the awareness that you had when you're out in the field. Okay. Some of us men who have not been in the military like myself, we'd never experienced that type of constant feeling of awareness. And some of us who, who may have been brought up in cities, um, I have not, 
but I've been in the city before, but the culture that you live there, you know, with gangs and shootings, maybe more regular than you want it to be. Um, there's a sense of awareness that you've kind of created. Well, guys, that's the type of awareness that I, I believe God wants us men to have, to be aware, to have discernment. Because if we are on guard, if we stand firm in the faith, if we, we understand our truth, because that's the number one thing. You realize that the belt of truth is a belt and that belts held the rest of the armor together, like completed it. So if your truth is being distorted or broken or, or changed, guess what's going to happen in the rest of your armor? It's not going to fit right. So to make it fit right, you would have to start changing more of yourself to be more like the world for that belt to work. So if we're spending in God's word, we're, we're focusing on him and asking him to be our foundation, our truth, then that belt's going to be a certain way. And that means the rest of the armor has to fit. And that means you have to work on your heart. You have to work on your mind. You have to make sure you're not walking with a, with an angry attitude and, and hate. You got to make sure that your faith is strong because you, you believe not only in what you're seeing, but you believe on the unseen, which is God's, what he's doing around you. you know, God's presence, the Holy spirit, um, how he influences things around you, how he answers your prayers, how he speaks to you. Um, I know there's a lot of things that maybe some of you guys aren't getting yourself or hearing God speak, but I can tell you this, you spend time in his word. He doesn't necessarily like stand before you like Samuel or speak out loud where you hear him, but he does speak to you. Um, so I ask you guys right now, if, if you, want to be on guard if you want to put on the full armor take this time take after you listen to this take some time and ask god to reveal to you how to put on the full armor of god ask him to reveal to you how to be more aware of what's going on to stand firm in your faith to not be scared because i mean today that's probably one of the main things that we we struggle with is that we're scared that other people are going to be offended or hate us or dislike us but guess what guys they're, they're going to hate us because they hate Jesus. They, they don't like the idea of having someone control, quote, quote, their life. Okay. They think they need to be the ones that need to be ruling their, their lives. Why should, why should they bow down to another man? Why should they submit to another man? That's not manly. And the thing is, they're looking at it totally wrong. I mean, Jesus is our king. And just like every night, now they they bow to the king in respect because they love the king they love to serve the king and i think that's what we have to put in our heads it's about serving our lord our savior the one who took his place you know our place and took our debt and he died for us and he now allows us to have that connection to god once again we should be honoring him and serving him is a way to honor him Spending time in prayer with them is a, is a way to communicate with our Lord, our King. And I think we need to start changing the way we look at men and at ourselves as men as to remove that pride that's just blocking our capability of being able to be this humble leader, this, this, this man of God, this man who holds on to integrity that respects and honors his Lord that, you know, walks in uprightness. 
that can be a man that people can trust because they know that he is walking in a way that's different. That's the thing, men. As we take on this armor, we're not going to be walking the same path like we always did. It's going to be different. You're going to have you're going to have a different desire, choices. You're going to look at things differently with a different mindset. That's why Paul talks about is by the renewing of your mind, because he understood that the enemy will attack the way we think. Why do you think you, when you look in our culture that the people are going left and right all over the place, but not following the gospel message, not focus on God's word? Why do you think we're starting to have young people say that they would rather give up their freedom to speak than offend somebody? Because Satan knows if he can gain control of the mind, he can change the heart. He can change the way you think. He can change the way you walk. He can change the way you live your life. That's why we need to be on guard. But at the end of that verse, or the next verse, 13, I think it's 14, it states, and do everything with love. Okay. This is something that we may have to talk about later, but to understand what it means to do it in love, you got to first know your Lord. We cannot do everything in love magically because our desires are not for ourselves. Our desires, or actually I should say, our personal desires are for ourselves. The problem is when we serve our Lord, he gives us the desires to do what he asks, how we, how he sees the world. So remember that if we're going to do this all in love, we got to have God be first in our life. He can't be second. He can't be just a, a thought in our minds of our day. It has to be a daily thing. Spending time with him is what's going to clear probably many of your issues because we've been trying to figure out how to do it all ourselves. Take the time at the, you know after this ask god to reveal to you what it means to have the armor of god have him reveal to you what it means to to walk in in faith to stand firm in your faith to be courageous to be strong because you're going to build a relationship with him and he's going to re- reveal a lot of things about yourself that you may not have known and all you have to do is ask will you ask him today to reveal what it means to take on his full armor, to be watchful, and to be courageous. Walk in the light, guys. He is trying to show you how much he loves you through this. He's trying to show you what he has planned for you. And if you're ready, he's ready. Take care of yourselves.